When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You could hire one person to handle your digital strategy. Hey, how you doing? Or for the same amount of money, you can hire an entire team of experts. Sean, Ashley, Bernie, Bree, Pat, Sally. We're 2060 Digital, a national digital advertising agency based right here in the Twin Cities. Our digital marketers, client strategists, videographers, and more have worked on hundreds of campaigns in the healthcare, home services, automotive, education sectors, and more. 2060 Digital, a team of experts working for you. More at 2060digitalmsp.com. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 9.30, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't tell me how to do it. It sickens me. Was she telling us how to do it? I forgot. Yeah, her typical demanding, bossy self. <laughs> demanding, bossy self. That's all there is, ladies get and gentlemen. Get on the app and listen, it. What's that? Get on the app and listen. Do yeah. it Yeah, now. get on the app and listen. Stop commenting. I don't want to hear your comments. <laughs> Leave me alone. No, things are going very, very well. We were just talking about the fact that uh, one of the stories this morning is, would you dip your pizza into guacamole? No, I would not. <laughs> no. And you guys said the same thing. Yeah, no, I'm out. No. Again, and AJ brought it up. If you want a taco pizza, then get a taco pizza. Yeah. And I feel like that's like a once in a blue moon mm. type of thing because those are always just like they just dump lettuce on top and then there's like black olives for whatever right. reason everywhere and so it's it's right. it's a debacle. It's a once in a once in a while. Mm-hmm. I once had a guy say to me, "God, every time, every day, I get reminded of things like that." But he said he and his wife were arguing a lot, and it's become a debacle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a de- <laughs> My home life has become a debacle. Oh. I said, really? Well, it's good, good that it's not a debacle, so yeah. that's good. <laughs> that's one step prior to debacle. That is like yeah, the warm-up. Yeah, debacle just <laughs> debacle. Like, I, mean, I can't even understand what he means to say. Like, there, what are you, a debacle? What? Bicycle debacle? Like, yeah, is that what yeah. it is? I, I have no idea. He's an imbecile. But you, hear, you do hear that once. Well, what is that one word? That I, oh, a mischievous Everybody says mischievous. Mm-hmm. It's mischievous. There's no I at the end. There's one in the middle. Yeah, mischievous. A lot of people say that. I don't know why they do, but good for you. Mm-hmm. You know what? As long as you're communicating, who gives a rat's ass, right? right? Yeah. It's kind of the way I look at it in any case. But no, I would not dip my pizza into guacamole. I would not order a taco pizza either. I love tacos and I love pizza, but I don't want a taco pizza. No. Not everything has to go together. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> you know, just like the people on this show, we don't have to fit in. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just how things are. And yet we, we make it work. Right. 
Well, let me get back to you on that one. You jury's know. still out. <laughs> yeah, the jury's still out. Uh, a lot of nice comments, though, so thank you to all of our listeners and the comments you make and all that. Not a whole lot of... You guys must hold back the negative things from me because I don't ever see any negative stuff from my, either my son, my daughter-in-law, you guys, anybody. Tevin, he's catching yeah, on. <laughs> there's usually not. Uh, I feel like I am also alarmed at how the lack of uh, negative pushback. No, but uh, usually it's all good stuff that comes through every once in a while. He's we'll alarmed by the neg- lack of negativity. <laughs> People are you so negative. You worked with me before. Yeah. That's why you can say that. <laughs> right. I still love the fact that those sons of bitches, when they go after you in Minnesota, they go after you big time. No mm-hmm. question. I have not one, not two, but three black men on my show, and they called me a racist. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah, Do you pers- ever listen to the show? Do you know who's on there, you dumb bastards? Right? Right, yeah. It was def- always very confusing when it was like me, JB, and Philip Wise in studio. And yeah. Like, yeah, Tom's racist and kind of looking yeah, at each other. Racist, like, yeah. no question. And homophobe, too. Oh, yeah. First, first morning show in America to have transgender people on to talk about what it meant to be transgender. That was about 15 years ago. Never got any credit for that one either. No. I, that's just how people are now. It, it, they're cut into their two groups, one's to the left and one's to the right. And if you don't agree with us, we hate your guts and you're going to try to destroy your life and blah, blah. I would like to remind you again, ladies and gentlemen, when you go after someone, you harm not only them, but their, their family and their families' families. Why do you want to do something like that? Because you're a loser. you got nothing to lose. That is, by the way, a lesson for you guys to learn as young men in America. The only time somebody comes after you that hard is when they have nothing to lose. That's exactly why they, they, they pick the people to do it, because they've got nothing to lose, so they don't care. Right. You know, right? But in any case... I somehow slogged through life and got through that. and I, I guess it's still all over the Internet, but I don't go on the Internet, so I don't give a rat's ass. Good for you guys. Right? You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got it straight, though. We like pizza. We mm-hmm. like guacamole. We like tacos, but not together. Yeah, Correct. maybe not all together. <laughs> I just, you know, leave pizza alone, leave tacos alone. Right. Yeah, and you were saying I think last week you were talking to me about how you don't you're not a fan of the sauerkraut on pizzas either, right? Actually, I am, and I didn't even realize it. I went, oh, oh, you do like minute. it? Okay. I didn't think I did, but then I remember the Tom Bernard Pizza at you know a wonderful pizza place that we all know about started in St. Paul over there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. But no, they named the pizza after me, and and there's sauerkraut on that pizza because there's a now I must tell you it has to be the right combination. Because once in a while you put too many, it's like, nah, then it went way over A little the too top. much, I hear what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, so a little bit here and there sounds great to me. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I just remember, no, no, it's when they just dump everything on there that I don't like. You don't need a, a one jar to per pizza ratio. Just, you know, <laughs> sprinkle it out. Sprinkle right. It out. Yep. Sprinkle it on there. You're good to go. Everything will be fine. Don't worry about a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top daily decisions we struggle with include what to eat, what to wear, and what to watch. I don't struggle with any of those. Do you, have, do you guys have a struggle with what? You, oh, not this shirt. Oh, come on. Who I mean, cares? What to eat can be a hassle sometimes yeah. when you're like, yeah, maybe. Eh, do I want to cycle through one of the things I eat all the time, or do I want to try something different? What if I don't like that? Now it's a wasted day. Mm-hmm. So that can give me a little stressful. But, yeah, what to wear, See, not so much. The people that watch on on YouTube and Tevin, you know, because you see me every weekday. 
I recycle through about the same like seven different like flannels. Right. Yep, so right. you know, it's that's not that hard. It's just which one's clean yep. or smells the least offensive. Absolutely. Well, you you know, you got a life to live. You yeah, live your exactly. life. We live our lives. Everything's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about a thing. Right. Yep. I mean, that's how life should be. We ever gonna get back to that? You think? Maybe. No, it seems like people kind of get crazier every day. Like, did you see the it Mona does. Lisa story? Oh, my god! Unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. The most valuable painting in the world. Thank God they covered it up with unbreakable glass. Yeah. It, the most expensive piece of art on the earth, and, and they tried to destroy it. And yeah. That's, and that's the thing. Like, you didn't do anything except for ruin a janitor's day. Right. And, exactly. And they go, like, the so – like, I was reading the story that said, like, they threw, you know, the pumpkin soup or whatever, and then they right. stepped to address right. the crowd. And I was like, okay, maybe they have, like, a really good cause that they're here for to talk about. And it was like, do you want art or do you want food? Because they're trying to get, like, food oh, added on to Social Security or somehow whatever. Oh, free food now? We should get yeah, free food? They, they want some sort of free food. I don't, I don't look okay. too deep into it. But, yeah, I was like – See, so through pumpkin soup on the Mona Lisa for no reason. I don't. I'm <laughs> like, telling you. What's going on? I just, uh, uh, seriously, where do you find time in the day? Aren't you out there trying to f- figure out what you want to do with your life? Because they were college students, weren't they, I think? Um, yeah, I just said there are two activists from the some environmental movement. Do you understand the environment? Do you think they even understand how the environment works? Why what they're predicting is not going to happen tomorrow like they think it is? No. It's not going to happen. Relax. And again, if you want to be such a tough guy, and this was over in, in the Eastern Hemisphere because the Mona Lisa is over there, but yeah, you want to be a tough guy, why don't you go to China and Russia and start bitching at them about, hey, you're destroying the world. China opens a new oil rig pretty much every day. Right? Yeah. Why aren't they over in China bitching about it? They're the ones that are destroying the the earth. If if they want to follow your environmental lead, go over there and bitch. Not here, right? Like, yeah, there. It doesn't feel like because I think they were specifically focused on. It sounds like the groups that they're in. They have different branches, and there was was specifically looking at like food for France or something like that. Yeah, but yep. yeah, it feels like I don't know. There's a way to get your point across it maybe makes a little bit more sense to exactly what you're trying to say. But. One of my favorite lines in a mafia movie, I don't remember what, it might have been The Godfather, actually, but I don't remember for sure. Hey, hey, let me ask you a question, you guys. Where's Billy? Ah, uh, Billy, you won't see him around here no more. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder they, what that meant. Huh. They pull out the oil <laughs> drum they stuffed him in. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. All right, we do have to take a break. Be right back. Some Hunyuk. What's his name again? Some sports guy? Um, Judd something? Jude. Oh, it's Judd? I thought it was Jude. Could be. Hey, like, hey Jude. Jude. Yeah. Let's do the sports. Oh, we're going to have to have. You know what? I'm going to get a hold of Schumacher and have him do it. Hey, Jude, let's do the sports song. What do you think? Yes. I like it. Yes. I like it. Judd, Jude, what the hell's the difference? I get called Tim about half the time. Hey, look, it's Tim. No, it's not Tim, actually, but you're close. On your, you're only one letter off. I'm proud of you. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for all of your continued support. It was very nice of you. 
to thank you. They're having an overstock clearance and new product sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code TOM. And you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0. Also get 50% off the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Six-pack towel sets for only $29.98. And take advantage of the free shipping on larger items such as mattresses and mattress toppers. 100% made in the USA. On sale for as low as $99.99. Everything's on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb. They have dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-516-5146 or use promo code TOM and you get free shipping on your entire order. So call 800-516-5146 or go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TOM. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. Same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, a good friend of mine named Josh Arnold. Great guy. As a matter of fact, you can hear him on the Family Podcast on Fridays. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. And Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments Do yourself a favor. Call Josh now for a no-obligation 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. That's a good thing. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You'll be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. I'm Tom Bernard, and I'm a paid endorser. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. We are, ladies and gentlemen. What? Where's Lazy Boy? Oh, there he is, finally. I like your Hey Jude idea. Hey Jude. Oh, you heard that? I heard the whole thing. I love I love. We can barely idea. hear you. you s- How's that, Age? Not better? much better. Better? He's talking to you, AJ. Yep, we're, I'm, I'm working on getting him adjusted here in the background. Yeah, for You're some reason. You're a disaster. I'm being... Let's- I'm being silenced, damn it. <laughs> you, were, you spoke out, and now you're paying the price. Yep, Is that exactly the ticket? Right. Exactly right. Okay, Just let's run it by you while he's fixing the, the levels of the mics and all the rest of it. Um, guacamole on a pizza. Mm, what do you think? Oh, I love guacamole, and I love pizza, and I've heard some weird things. I've never thought about this one. Um, I don't think so. No, I don't either. But I'm I not agree. Sh- but I can't definitely say no, but I don't. Off the top of my head, no. Yeah, I love guacamole. I love pizza, but not together. 
And I don't like taco pizza. I like tacos, but I don't like taco pizza. Yeah, you know, I don't hate it, but it's not, it would never be my, like, my choice. Indeed. No, I'm with you. AJ, you having any luck? Yeah, I've got them maxed out right now, so we should be all set. How's that? Better? That's better. Still a little light, though. I don't know, whatever. We'll we'll slog through by shutting up so you can talk. Go ahead and talk, and we'll be quiet. What do you think of that action? Wow, this is quite the pressure pressure cooker for me here now. Well, do you believe that's going to actually happen, though? No, I don't, so that's a good thing. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a good thing. But I, I'd respond, you know, I thought to respond with that it's a lot of pressure. Judd, i got to open up with, as you know, I, I, I am a sports fan, but overall, number one is definitely baseball. What are we doing to the Minnesota Twins? Is there going to be anybody left on that team? Um, yes, the answer is yes, there, there will be. The you know what so the Polanco I I think Polanco or Kepler were going to be traded now I don't think it has to be both so Kepler might be back now but the thing with the Polanco trade last night Tom is that I think we always believe that players that you're trading are going to get more Jorge Polanco actually because he's been hurt so much in the last couple of years right um. The return on Polanco, I don't think was ever going to be what fans thought because I think what the you know, I think the initial expectation was go get a really good pitcher for him. Well, no one was going to give. This is not Arise, Luis Arise, right? You know, in his prime. So this one actually doesn't bug me. It bugs me that they haven't probably done more to improve their team, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so they they for those who don't know, they um, made a trade with the Mariners last night. Polanco goes. To Seattle, uh, Twins get back a couple of right-handed pitchers, a reliever, a starter, an outfield prospect named Gabriel Gonzalez, and then a pitching prospect named Darren Bowen. So, yeah, I don't think that – I think we were shooting higher for, oh, you're going to get back a good pitcher. And, yeah, you got back pitchers, but – it, it's more it's more um, quantity and a prospect probably that they were focused on. Even though it's one number higher than it should be, are they going to go 0 and 163? They'll lose one extra game because they suck so much? Um, no, because I don't think the division is still going to be that good. True. So you're still going to play within True. your d- division. What I want to know, what we still don't know, is where are the games going to be? We still don't have a television thing. <laughs> That's I'm more worried about that. Like you might, they might go 0 and 163, Tom. But the good news is you won't have to watch what one of those losses because you can't watch one of those losses. I don't understand what this is all. The Minnesota Twins, the only professional franchise since the Minneapolis Lakers that have ever won anything, and we just don't support the team. And I'm talking about the owners don't support their own team. Uh, Yeah, well... This is a dicey one. The TV thing, but the the thing about the and this is not just a Twins thing this offseason. It's a league right. thing. Right. The, the thing about this that gets me is this is going to be a short term problem. Like they, this is because media is changing greatly, so it feels like not spending because of this is a re is a really harsh reaction to something that's going to be fixed. Like they're eventually going to. It's just you know what the what this is. This is so, sort of like when cable came along. Yeah, that's true. You know, well, yeah, like, it's absolutely. It's just a different. It's just nobody really knows what form this is go- going to take, and unfortunately, the incumbent is bankrupt, and 
probably at the end of the day not worth staying with. Well, late 80s, early 90s, Catherine and I lived on a farm out in Dayton, Minnesota, right? Mm -hmm. It was a wonderful. Catherine rode her horses and stuff, and I just drove about three hours into work. But, you know, don't worry about me. You know what I'm saying? Did you really drive three? Oh, my God. No, I did not. Only, it, it was about 45 minutes, though, to oh, get from. Okay. And, of course, Castiney, when we moved from Golden Valley, he knew where I lived, which is far northwest of town. Mm -hmm. So where did he move the station? Over to the St. Paul border. Gee, thanks there, Steiny. Really appreciate it. I mean, honestly, what are you doing? I do miss 917 North Lilac Drive, by the way. A lot of psychopaths over there, if you know what I'm saying, in a good way. But, yeah, when, when I was there, this will show you how different things have become. I get a call one day from, I think it was Midwest Sports it was called at the time. Yep. Uh, they called me and said, Tom, um, we'd like to come out there and talk to you about, you know, do you do – you, come to a lot of they said we know you go to a lot of games you're a huge twins fan all the rest of it they came out and put about a 20-foot tower on the roof of our barn so i could watch the twins games that's how different it used to be wow i mean it was just a, it was weird too because why do you have that that communications tower on the roof and i'm like it's for the twins game and they're like what i said yeah i know but it was wonderful it was hey look that's one thing. The KQ Morning Show was the Twins. Even though they were on CCO Radio, KQ right. Morning Show was the Twins radio station. There's no question about there. Or Morning Show, at least. Absolutely. I've always loved the Twins, but but that's how... This thing has always been happening, I guess, Judd, is what I'm trying to say, is they went from this to this to this, and then they went back over here. And then it went, yep. it's TV has always been a problem for this team. Yep. Well, and, I, you know, I think TV has always been an issue around the league, too, because, yeah. again, it changes so much. You know, other than um, the years and years that the Cubs were on WGN, and, and you could watch that on as a super station. Right. But, you know, you're right. The Twins have gone, what, Midwest Sports Channel? I mean, if you remember, before it was Midwest Sports Channel, it was something called WCCO2. Yeah, and I remember <laughs> when the twins were in. Was my God? Was this in eighty when they they were in the race in eighty four? That there was a year that that they were in it, and this is you know long before every game was shown, and they were playing the White Sox. WCCO two picked up the um, the telecast of the White Sox game from the White Sox from Sports Channel. Oh, and sure. show and showed it. And show that because we were so desperate to watch it. So you're right. It's always been a hodgepodge of things because it changes so much. No question about it. Look, and here's something I will tell you. I can tell you over the years, Herb Carneal was, I just loved the guy. I thought he was magnificent. Halsey yep. Hall was tremendous. They had, Halsey had the greatest line in the history of Twins broadcasting. It was before A.J. and Tevin were even born. But um, watch, it was a televised game, and Halsey Hall was uh, doing the, the fellows were doing the show, and it was very cold, and this was at the old Metropolitan Stadium, open-air stadium. It was an April game. It was really cold out, but they went to the game anyway. And I will never forget this. I can even hear him say it in my head right now. So this young couple are sitting there, and they got blankets around them because it's so cold. they got blankets, and they're watching the game and all the rest of it. And Halsey Hall, who had this really odd, I can't do an impression, but he had a very odd voice, but he was a phenomenal broadcaster. Sure. He goes, look at that out there. He's 
kids are toughing it out. It's a little chilly out here, but they bought a blanket and, you know, it's, uh, they're nice and warm and it's just, uh, you know, he kisses her on the strike and she kisses him on the balls. <laughs> Oh. And he had, didn't realize what he had said oh, until man. after he said <laughs> I will never know. He kisses her on the strikes, and she kisses him on the ball. Oh, my God. <laughs> did Herb, was did, did, uh, did Carneal oh. lose it? All the microphones you could hear go click. You could hear them get <laughs> oh, clicked yeah. off. It was so loud. They're, like, they're laughing so much. They, could, they even came back. They couldn't stop laughing. Because he didn't, I mean, after he said it, he realized what he had just said, but that's not what he meant at all. God, it was just, I, we got to have television. We have to. Oh yeah. No, they'll have something. Okay. It'll be, yeah, no, they'll, they're going to get something done. It's just, it's the concern long-term right now is more about the streaming aspect of things. Yeah. What about that? You get to young fans. Uh, that's That's the problem. Yeah. That's the that's the thing, and if they go back to Bally's, which they aren't obligated to do because the contract is up, part of the thing here with the streaming is that Amazon has come aboard and has bought into into what is actually called Diamond Sports Group, but there's some concern about if because the first payment's not due for a while, mm. there's some concern about if Amazon is going to take a look see and say, ah, you know, this isn't so great, we're not going to do this. In which case, the streaming would revert to Bally's. And I know you, you have not tried to tackle this, but the Bally's app is just atrocious. Is it really? They do. It, it's, well, I mean, the company's bankrupt, so they're not well-staffed. Oh, it's sure. always, a, you know, streaming a game should be as easy as turning on your TV. Right. Mm-hmm. And instead, it, with Bally's, it's like pulling teeth, and you don't know from game to game if you're going to be able to get it, and it's just a pain in the butt. No, no, but I got to have my Minnesota Twins on television. That's all there is to it. I, it has to happen. Yeah, no, I think so. I think you'll be fine. Now, how, how do they determine who's on the MLB network? Because I would assume they'd be on the MLB network at least a couple of times in, in April, wouldn't they? You know, I don't know about that. That's a good question. Um, I think it's just done. I think that I think their game of the like week or whatever it is. B- besides, they do pick up a ton of games from the radio yeah, they broadcasts. Do. Yep. But as far as like their own uh, telecast, it sure seems like it's the Red so- or the Red Sox and Yankees or the East Coast teams a lot. Partially because they're based out there, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to be too Twins friendly. Do you think it's because? Dick Bremer left. They said, oh, I'm sorry. If Dick's gone, we're gone. We're shutting it down. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Oh, no question about it. No I always like Dick. You get along well with Dick Bremer? Uh, I'm not. No, not that I was never a huge fan of him. I, I got along fine with him, but um, I always found, I found his play-by-play not to, uh, to be a little bit like he was doing a TV game, but it, was, it sounded like on radio it should be. Yeah. He did a lot of play-by-play when I when I would have liked to had the the analyst be more the star of the show. I could understand that. Yeah, I do understand that. We got uh, baseball coming up. God, it's almost February. It's February in two days. Jesus, you believe that? Yeah, you know the soft launch for the Twins. The uh, yeah. is is Valentine's Day. Unbelievable, Valentine's Day. So basically, we're 16 days away. Yes. 16 days away from baseball, and we don't have a contract. This, something has to happen here. That's all there is to Tell it. Tell me about it. I'm with you. I'm I'd just be as saying. I'm disappointed as you are. 
I love watching my twins. I mean, it's just, it's, when, again, going back to when I was a kid and the memories that I have, and you guys have different memories, I'm, you know, just as wonderful. But I would walk down the street, let's say, walk down 26th Avenue North in North Minneapolis during the Twins game. Everybody's grandpa was sitting on the porch listening to it on WCCO radio. Mm-hmm. I honestly got every house just about would have the grandma and grandpa sitting out on the porch listening to the Twins, man. It was a wonderful... Jude's knocking on the door again. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, we got to go to break anyway, so it all works out. Isn't that amazing? He knocks on the door. Well, it's very polite. He, I was going to say, well-mannered. He's very well-mannered, <laughs> except he should wait to go. Jude, wait till I go to break, okay? okay he's got the little pause. This <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> I can see it. This is great. See what's so wonderful. See, there's proof for you right there that it, I might, you know, piss some people off but i'm not an asshole because even a dog likes me yeah once jude turns his back then that's when the red flags (laughs) the red flags go up all right judd we will talk to you tomorrow pally see y'all later bye looking forward to it we'll take a break be right back in a couple of minutes chris eggert up next you know the song kokomo it's supposed to be off the florida keys right hate to break your beach boys bubble but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song fortunately for the rest of us the florida keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in minnesota if you're a resident now that's a reason to move south in addition to florida and all of monroe county being beautiful the keys from key largo to key west are even more beautiful this is tom bernard part-time florida resident myself and if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a floridian may i suggest you contact matt carlson from one key west realty matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That's onekeywest.com. Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warmed them up, moved them to plow, and reparked them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan, a sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so okay. The crew has decided. Yeah! Yeah! So then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. 
Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. That's that. We spent a lot of money on that uh, music, musical was, intro to you. I was going to ask, is that just like some recording of some guy in the back room just doing one of those? I think so. We, we, we pay for that? No, we just stole it. That, no, oh. I'm sure that. I'm sure the Hubbards will appreciate me saying that on the show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We paid for it just like everything else that happens around Hubbard Broadcasting, right? Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. So as far as the news is concerned, what's the latest? Well, Tom, a cardboard box is causing all Uh, kinds of problems in the city of Minneapolis right now. What? A cardboard box. What's wrong with it? Piece of cardboard that was sliding down a hill over the weekend has become a uh, center for another big controversy involving the police department and this uh, Minneapolis community and yada, yada, yada. So what what I'm talking about? No, no. So there was this thing at Powderhorn Park this weekend, um, and it was uh, supposed to be a sledding race where people would build their like homemade sort of oh sure thingamajobbies to go down the hill while there's no snow, but they still held it on like plywood and somebody sent a, somebody created and sent a cardboard sled slash float of the Minneapolis third police precinct on fire. Oh, I did see that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was this weekend, and that is continuing to turn into a, a a bigger, bigger thing, which was one of our top stories this morning. So, so a lot of protesting going on in Minnesota, is there? Well, the police chief's pissed about it because he thinks it's disrespectful, and you know the the guy who created the the piece of cardboard is standing by it, and he basically is saying the third precinct what was coming to it and you know I, I just kind of more proof i don't think we're ever gonna ever sort of move past what Wait happened with george floyd and let me go back one second what do yeah. you mean the third precinct deserved it how well, did I they said, deserve it i said that's what the artist said by well, the no, way. no no i understand that uh, but how he, do you get from 
one guy does something, so everybody who wears the same uniform he does is the devil. Yeah. How the do guy you get there? The guy basically is, is paraphrasing that, saying that, you know, the third precinct was a sign of oppression and, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. So it, it, it had what was coming to it. No, you know what oppression is? Oppression is when one person from either party does not like someone because they're not with the same party and does everything they can to just shun them. That is a form of oppression much, much more than this is. I just thought the very same people who love to use words like oppression are the oppressors. It makes no sense to me. And I was paraphrasing. That person may not have used that exact word. I, I um, then, then you I'm should be condemned you, to hell. I'm sparing you playing you the whole interview. Of- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, it's, but it's I would have never world. guessed in a million years that a cardboard box was going to yeah ignite such controversy well chris when you said cardboard box i thought you were going to be referring to the triple homicide in coon rapids where right. they disguise themselves as which is delivery also drivers and have the yeah. cardboard box yep trying to figure out what happened in coon rapids there are three people who were found dead last week on friday i believe it was and uh, some of the information that they're working on is that there were uh people went inside the house dressed as ups delivery drivers right uh, uh, that sounds like the motive and and how everything went down is still very unclear right now. But that was a, a bit of information that came out yesterday in that case too. So, yeah, I was, cardboard boxes are everywhere in the news today. Who knew? Yeah, I was seeing. I think it was on Yahoo. They were reporting that it was like they obviously tried to rob them of money, but that they all three of them were shot in the head at point blank range. Jesus. And they were like their kids were in the back room when they saw them on like the ring camera systems and stuff like that. I'm, and there were two kids in there. They were not hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old they were. And just because they weren't hurt, obviously, they're not ever going to be the same. No. Given what all went down in there. So um, what else? City of Minneapolis is talking about the red light camera in place. They say it's to keep people safe. Uh, I always, anytime we start to crack open that can of worms, you also got to look at I mean, ultimately, I'm sure it'll keep people safe, but I also feel like it's going to become a revenue stream, right? Like red light yeah. camera in yeah. Minneapolis, and so that'll that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. But that that moved a, a step forward too, which that was one of the stories we had in the news. So we just learned something just now. You know what we What's learned? That, that if your mic crackles, if you talk loud, it'll blow up and stop crackling. So if it happens again, I'll go, "Hey, Chris, just yell something." Work was like I crackling? Charm. Yeah, you were. It was it was a huh. it was a streamyard issue that uh, it, for some reason your mic had like echo cancellation on and so I just had to like toggle that on and off and it fixed itself so it was a weird yeah way to go Chris it was a weird, no I actually I have a new effect I can put on with my it's uh, it's self auto tune I can just do that <laughs> yeah oh okay just T pain your way through the news <laughs> shot at <A. laughs> unbelievable that's all I have to say is unbelievable did you let the dog in Tom. Yep, he's laying here right next to me. He's okay. sleeping, otherwise I'd pick him up. and show you. He's, He might be the cutest dog ever born. I, I, it is a pretty cute dog. I've seen pictures. Judy. He's a good boy, no question about it. Judith, Judy, Jude. He's got Juju B. He's got all kinds of names. There's no Got lots of names. It. That's good. That's good. Got lots and lots of names, but it's just, uh, but, you know, like I said, he just, I just love the fact that he knocks on the door, so I'll let him in. I think pretty that's good. <laughs> Click, Pretty click, good. Click, click, click. We got our dogs to 
ring a little bell when they want to go out the front door, which I have no idea how to doing that. But I feel like that's one of the greatest things I've ever accomplished in my life is to be able to get the dogs to go over and hit their nose on the bell before they go out. Right. That makes sense. So what else is in the news? Anything good? Uh, there's going to be a very big announcement that's going to come later on today. I mean, huge. Are you quitting? <laughs> Find me a job that requires me not waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm, I'm open to options. You know what's weird about that, Chris? Honest to God, it took me months because I got up at 3.15 in the morning for 37 years, right? It took months to get down. Now I can actually sleep until, ooh, 6 o'clock in the morning. That's pretty good, though. It is. It took a long time to get. It's going to take you a long time to adjust to that wake-up time. Well, the great news is there's. I don't see any opportunity for me to not be doing this shift for any time soon. So my sleep schedule should be cemented right where it is. <laughs> so, like, who's the lead anchor of Channel 5? Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, uh, I just want to know because, you know, I could, I, could have a, I could talk to him. No, no, no. I meant to tell you about the snowplow contest because I know you want to know that later <laughs> nice today, try. Nice try. later today, more finalists. The finalists are going to be announced for this year's MnDOT Name a Snowplow contest. And everybody in the world except for me seems all excited about the stinking names of the snowplows. So well, that's going to come out later today. Well, they're going to get so much work this year plowing all that snow. Yeah, Got to make right? sure they're named properly before they hit the streets. That's so annoying to me. I don't know why. I guess I hate fun. You hate what? I hate fun. Fun. You hate fun. Uh, the whole naming of the snowplows. I'm like, come on, do something else with your time. I know, because it isn't always like snow gorilla. What? Well, it's like, <laughs> come up with another. Uh, let's come up with another Taylor Swift joke. <laughs> There you have it. Are they ever going to shut up, those two, do you think? Or are we going to have to hear from them for the rest of our lives? Because apparently there's, not, break uh, up. Yeah. there's some controversy up. going on. Now, what's the controversy from the game? Well, I don't know if there's a – I guess she either got caught on camera saying something. Uh, so there was one – that was one little controversy. Everything they do is apparently well, she, And then they kissed – I don't know what she said, but then they kissed on the field in front of everybody. And so everybody's – yeah, everybody's all – Get around you two. Right. Exactly. All right, you pill. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll have the names of the snowplow winners when I come to tomorrow, so you guys can look forward to that. Uh, uh, Bated breath, baby. It's going to be huge. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money. Talk Josh Ronald. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation at 952-925-5608. That's got to be on their end, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. That that is on the red. Because I, I did everything here, toggling stuff yeah. for like what I can control. And yep. I just texted uh, one of the engineers at uh, at Hubbard, and mm. sounds like they're going to take a look yeah. at it because that uh, that's going to impact a lot of Channel Five stuff throughout the day if they're trying to interview <laughs> people. <laughs> <I> tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's a little annoying. Just a little, but it sounded like he was trying to order like a blizzard through a Dairy Queen drive-through. <laughs> Well, it's Chris Eggert, live from the bottom of the Mississippi River here. You know, you guys are probably not old enough to remember this, but when they that talk, uh, you know, when you pulled up and ordered through a, in, instead of mm-hmm. just talking to the person, you talked into a microphone. Yeah. Those things fed back for about the first three years. You'd go, welcome to McDonald's. Yee! It's like, Jesus. <laughs> 
that sounds really good, man. Yeah, they got it all fixed now. It sounds wonderful now, but I mean, it uh, at first it was just really, really annoying. No question about that. So uh, now that uh, old Fuzzy's gone, should we just call him old Fuzzy from now on? I think so. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I got to run these because we got a very special guest coming up in just a couple of minutes here. But if you use these phrases, you may have low emotional intelligence. You mean like everybody else on the planet now? I would say emotional intelligence at this point is the lowest it's ever been, maybe since the Civil War. I might not know the definition of emotional intelligence. Can you elaborate on what that is? Knowing when to shut up is a good start. Okay, yeah, I have no yeah. idea then. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what you're talking would about. Would you say kind of like being the ability to read the room type of situation? Yeah, well, that might kinda. be part of it. Yeah. Here's the story right here, as a matter of fact. Emotional intelligence is defined as the ability to perceive and evaluate feelings accurately in ourselves and others. Um, so part of that would be, like Catherine, she's amazing. She can tell what I'm doing just by the way I'm acting. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what they're talking about here. Yeah. Because if somebody told me something and they didn't do it, she can always tell. If uh, I'm working on something for the show and it's not going right, I get a little flustered, she can tell. And I don't even have to really even be talking to her. I could just be on the phone with somebody else, and she can read that. Uh, she reads me like a book anyway. There's no doubt about it. It's not fair. Let me just put it that <laughs> way. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, yeah I, and that's probably a good thing to have because then I'm sure there's moments where she's like, I can tell he's getting frustrated before he's maybe even realizing he's about to get frustrated. There's no question about it. That's exactly what happens. No question. Uh, I'm not changing. This is who I am. People uh, that have low emotional intelligence are stuck in their ways and refuse to evolve. Instead, try. I want to be open to feedback, even when it's hard to hear. See, once again, I wish we could return to that because right now, the world has gotten so political that nobody's even listening to one another anymore. We have got to change that because it's very, very dangerous. Don't you think? Yeah. And people, like you're saying, where I always hate that, where how they mentioned the, you know, well, that's always been like this, so this is how it's always going to be, or I've always done it this way, or they don't right. want to take any type of feedback. It's like, I would rather if I'm doing something wrong or if I upset you, like, let me know. So that way it's not a regular thing because now you're just going to talk about that while I'm leaving the room rather than, hey, we could just end this all right now because nobody meant right. to offend you. Yeah. Right. I don't care how you feel if you disregard other people's feelings. You most likely have low emotional intelligence. Try this instead. I'm sorry you're feeling upset. How can I help? I don't know if I throw in the how can I help part. I'm sorry you're feeling upset is enough. Don't say, how can I help? Get away from me. That's how you can help. Yeah. yeah right? No need to create a burden for you. Right. I don't, I don't want to Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, it's your fault I feel this way. Oh, I love that one. It's your fault I feel this way. If you have strong emotional intelligence, you don't blame others for your feelings. Try this instead. I'm feeling emotional right now, and here's why. And finally, you're just wrong. Emotionally intelligent people focus more on understanding each other's experience and recognizing nuance. Try, I want to, uh, to hear your, your perspective even when I don't see things the way you do. Can you help me understand why you're feeling this way? Okay, now that one right there mm-hmm. is the, the key to it all. Because politics in the world, and certainly in America, has gotten to the point we never, ever do this. You're just wrong, right? Uh, try, I want to hear your perspective even when I don't see the things the way you do. Can you help me understand why you're feeling this way? Instead of going, 
oh, you're a Democrat and you're a Republican. Well, I don't want to talk to either one of you because you're both disgusting. It's like, well, wait a minute. Why do you feel the way you do? And on the other hand, turn to the other person and go, why do you feel the way you do? You've had different lives. You're different people. You can't have the exact same thoughts in your head. When are we going to get back to that? Again, it's a form of assimilation, and I know people get so pissed off at me when I use that word, but I'm never going to stop using it because we do need it. You move toward one another, not away from one another. That's the only way you're going to survive. We keep going the direction we're going. This whole thing's going to blow up in our face. There's no doubt about that. You don't want that to happen, do you? No, not at all. Then, like you're saying, the the whole like help me understand your point of view, so that way yeah. we can, you know, move forward together. That's the approach a lot of more people need to take. I love it. There's no question about it. So everybody, so let me just put it this way. I talked to Tevin, I talked to AJ off the air, and all three of us wanted to just say, shut the hell up and get away from me. What do you think? Is that yeah, a good start? Not like, I'd say 80% of the time, that's usually a good <laughs> frame of reference. <laughs> the other 20% is when we're feeling emotionally aware yes. of things. Yes. yes, that's exactly it. We will take a break right here, ladies and gentlemen. Eli Roth, I love his work, man. The home entertainment release of new horror film uh, Thanksgiving, of course, released on January 16th on uh, digital. It's on Blu-ray DVD starting, well, matter of fact, it usually starts about 2 o'clock in the morning, so I'm assuming it started at 2 o'clock this morning. Eli Roth will be our special guest right after this. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at 129 bucks, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by 75 bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-ZERO-RES, backward or forward, it spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res carpet. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to Set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's the reason to move south. 
In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy. For your second home in Florida, Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. And it's really a dramatic intro, don't you think? What do you think about that? Yeah, pretty uh, pretty darn dramatic. Yeah, very, very rock and roll. No question. Let me know when Mr. Roth's ready to go, if you would. Yeah, well, we're just still waiting on the call here. Not a problem. We'll, we'll, we'll slog through somehow. We'll, we'll try to get through. You know what I mean? Absolutely. 118 new emojis are on the way. What? How? I have a question. Yeah. I don't know much about emojis. I don't know how many there already are, but there's 118 new ones. Emojis are, there are many different things, but mostly they're little faces, aren't they, in different forms and shapes and that? Yeah, well, they count, like, so they'll have flags for pretty much every country, cake, numbers, so it's, it's a lot. It's, but primarily the faces is kind of how it started, yeah. It's all the faces. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. I don't know really much about them. I, they're kind of cute and all the rest, and the kids like them and all that stuff. But how would you come up with 118 new ones? Haven't they got it all covered already? Yeah, you would think so. And then a lot of times when they say they're coming out with new emojis, you'd never really know. You can't tell the difference between a lot of them. Or a lot of times oh, yeah. if they yeah. – let's say they add – like they went through and added um, the ability to put your different skin color on an emoji – and so they counted that as, you know, oh, we've got all these new ones, but it was really the same ones now with just different shades of skin. Uh, so this could be something like that as well. Um, but for the most part, I don't know, it looks like they got a mushroom, a lime wedge, a little phoenix bird that's on fire, shaking your head yes and no. So I, don't know, I guess kind of cool. I got to go back just a little bit because basically, and I'm not trying to be a smart ass here, mm-hmm. but if they're aiming to please people with skin color and emojis, all the original yellow ones are they supposed to be Asian because they're you know some people that well, think they have like so a not like tent. the circle smiley face it's they have like actual people like running or walking and you can use change oh that's what ones. it is yeah okay Mr Roth ready to go he is what do you think about that intro pal Mr Roth you like that I like it I would say I mean thank my father's a doctor is it Doctor Roth I think it was my dad. But Mr. Roth, I will take. It's great. He'll <laughs> take Mr. Thank Roth. You. I, I, I'll, take, by the way, if you I'll take what I can get at this point. So I'll, <laughs> no. Mr. Roth is good for me. I understand that 100%. You're talking to a guy who loves your genre, no question about that. I have a question for you, though, and it'll be brief because I don't want to take up all your time. Um, in my family, I, uh, my lovely wife, Catherine, and I have a son, and two years later we had a daughter. My daughter and I love the genre 
but my wife and my son can't watch it. it I don't know if it's too scary or how does that happen when a family? I mean, to me, uh, well, first of all, you know, I should probably tell you, I had a very traumatic childhood. Is that one of the ones of situations where you turn to movies like that trying to understand the tragedies of life? Is that part of it? Well, I've talked about this with my father, who's a psychoanalyst, and uh, yeah, it's um, some people deal with it that way. I mean, the sort of we don't look at fairy tales. Look at Grimm's fairy tales. They've been around yeah. for hundreds of years. Kids being baked in ovens. And, you know, they're, like, eaten by witches and stuff. They're, they're really horrific themes. But there's, it somehow addresses, you know, the way children process the world and these, like, strange things that kind of, why do people die? Why do people live? Things that we, we can't really understand as a kid or even as adults. So I think that horror movies, I've always believed they're like fairy tales for adults and that death is the undiscussable subject. And also think about it. In real life, we're not allowed to be scared. You can't right. just walk around screaming. You have to go to your yeah. job. You have to put on this mask. And so when you watch a horror movie, it's like for 90 minutes, you can just scream and let it out. And it's like why we go on a roller coaster, why we go to sports events, to feel that emotion and let it out. Like going to a horror movie says you can be scared for 90 minutes, but you're not a coward. It's fun. And it's very cathartic. So actually people feel feel great. Crime goes down when horror movies are out. Like people really, really love horror. So it's not that they like seeing sick things that... You know, everyone's had that moment where you look at your hand and you're like, uh-oh, what's that spot? Is this the one? Am I, how am I, we're all going to die. And horror movies are just another way of kind of discussing and confronting death and making it palatable and kind of fun in a way. It's a way for us uh, to sort of laugh at death. I think that's a wonderful description you just gave. It's exactly what I was looking for, Eli, because I've been a fan of ever since I was a little kid. And as a matter of fact, this is my last comment and I want to hear all about Thanksgiving uh, there's a young woman comedian, a young black woman. Uh, we went to a movie. It was the what, what's the name of the character that drops the ring into the canyon? It's uh, in one of those. I don't know, what are those the things? Frodo. Yeah, Frodo. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. And there's at one point he he drops a ring into the canyon, and the woman I was sitting next to, she was on the show, so we went, "Hey, let's go to a movie." So we did. Drops the ring into the canyon. She, at the top of her voice, says, Bitch, do your job. <laughs> so she got involved in the movie, Eli, is what I'm saying. That's great. I thought uh, it was unbelievable. That's, that's, that's when you know you got him. You, you want people screaming and cheering and completely engaged with the movie. That's the most fun thing. I that's exactly that. my that's point. She was. You know, when you're making a horror movie, if people are sitting there passively not reacting, you're like, uh-oh, something's wrong. Yep. But when they scream and cheer and they're like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, that's when you know you got them. And that's kind of in the, in the editing and kind of the testing process. You can see when, when people are screaming, at, you know, when they're yelling at the screen versus checking out and looking at their phone. You, you want them yelling at the screen. That's, that's, that's good. Yep. There's no question about it. After a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth, Massachusetts, the birthplace of the holiday. I want to hear all about Thanksgiving. Eli Roth with us, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, tell me about the movie. How, how did it all start? Well, I grew up in Massachusetts, and my best friend Jeff Rendell and I were obsessed with slasher movies. So this mm-hmm. is kind of the golden age of slasher when every single holiday had its own horror film, whether, you know, started with Halloween and Black Christmas and Silent Night, Deadly Night, My Bloody Valentine and Happy Birthday to Me. Just They would take any event and turn it <laughs> yep. into a horror film. 
And they never did Thanksgiving. And Jeff and I, every year, were like, where's the Thanksgiving horror movie? It didn't make sense <laughs> to us. So we kept saying, like, oh, one day they'll make it. You know, there's this great day. And then um, they never did. And so, you know, for years, Jeff and I would talk, you know, from the time we're 12 years old about what we would do with a Thanksgiving slasher film. And then the, the movie Grindhouse, Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez said, hey, we're going to do this thing called Grindhouse. We're going to do all these fake trailers. I want you to do one. And I said, oh, I've got it. It's Thanksgiving. That's the one that I, you know, that, that's the slasher film that never got made. It's the one I've always wanted to do. And we had the kills and we shot it. And it, it turned out so great. We're like, yeah, now we don't have to make the movie. It's perfect. We did all the best parts. Um, and then for years, the fans would kind of badger me going, where's Thanksgiving? What happened to Thanksgiving? We thought you were doing Thanksgiving. And I didn't really know kind of what the movie was. We just had these crazy kills. And then I started seeing those Black Friday trampoline videos. Mm-hmm. And that's when I thought, okay, there's there's something here. This is interesting. Because, you know, what you need is that inciting incident that kind of starts off the killer's rampage, but also a theme, the kind of the theme of greed, this idea that we're all supposed to be so thankful on Thanksgiving, sit around and just happy for just what I have. I don't need anything. And then, you know, two hours later, you're trampling each other for a waffle iron. Like that, <laughs> that to me is really interesting horror. So you know, the themes of greed and it gives the killer a reason and kind of a manifesto and, you know, you're guessing along at who the killer is. Um, and then it's just giving people the best time they've had in movies in years and great kills. And, you know, I, I want to, I always, every time I do a kill in a horror film, I'm like, oh, this is my chance to do one of the great classic all-time kills. So, you know, I, I'm a student of the genre. I love the genre more than anything. And I really, I want to outdo myself every time. And, you know, I'm really lucky the fans responded. You know, it's hard to get a new movie going this in this day and age. It's really oh, hard to get new mythology out there, but the fans, you know, came out and really supported it, and we're lucky enough that we're going to get to do another one. No question. I know we only have you for one more minute, and then you have to come back some other time for about an hour because i got about 8 billion more questions to ask you. Love to. <laughs> but I, I just... Why is it that some people love my my daughter and I love horror films? My wife and our son do not like them, and that doesn't seem to be anybody in the middle going, "Oh, they're okay." It's either you love them or you don't. But those are the best things, right? I mean, it's like yeah, yep. Some people, like my brothers, were so my younger brother's so into hockey. I was so into baseball. My older brother's so into basketball. It's like. It's just your taste. It's your sense of humor. It's kind of who you are. So I think that, like, you and your daughter love them. I know that girls, in particular, love horror movies. Yes. You know, there is a, and and there's been a lot, like, Carol Clover wrote a great book called Men, Women, and Chainsaws that explores this. But there's, you know, and I've talked to girls extensively about this. And they're like, first of all, we look at the movies as, like, a survival manual of, like, what happens. But also, mm-hmm. it's very different for women going out in the world. And, and my wife says this. My wife's like, you don't know what it's like. Like, she's Italian, and she's like, these guys in Italy are scary. Like, every time I walk through the square or go to my car, you feel vulnerable. So there's something about, like, watching. And the women always survive. You know, they're, like, they're the final girl. They're the survivor. Like, there's that kind of satisfying feeling of, like, oh, if this killer was after me. But there's something inherent. She's like, every time you're a woman, every time you leave your house, you're in danger because someone can overpower you. I was like, mm-hmm. that's really interesting. So there's, you know, there's there's something there about why. And other people just like them because they're fun, and that's their sense of humor. So people kind of are attracted to horror for different reasons. But really, it's it's this feeling of like we all have fears and we need to let them out them somehow. And scary stories are just a healthy way to discuss an unpleasant subject. 
I will close with this. I've been a fan of yours for a long, long time. I've loved your stuff, but I'm kind of angry because I'm looking at your picture and you still look like you're about 21 years old. It's not fair. I mean, it's really, it's, you know, I got to tell you, you know, all the witchery and the, the witchcraft sorcery and drinking the blood, it works. People mock it, but it's like, dream of girl, just don't do it. No, no, no I've, I've always, like, been obsessive. Look, I was like, I never, like, did drugs or drank or smoked, but it was like, if there's one thing I'm going to obsess, be obsessive about, it's skincare. Shout out to Marianne Kehoe. <laughs> doing, I think, like, that's sort of where I channel my neuroses is in skincare. It's really weird. It's hard to explain. But but thank you. That's all. Basically, that's all any director wants to hear. It is like not like oh your movie was great. It really scares blah blah blah. It's like hey you still look good. I'm like all right thanks. <laughs> that's a good way, man. Eli, please do Trinity come back very Trump. soon. Love Trinity talking. Trump's everything. All right, great talking <laughs> to you too. Thanks a lot, Eli Roth, ladies and gentlemen. Thanksgiving, it is on digital now, and as a matter of fact, it's across the uh, across the board on digital, and Blu-ray and DVD. That usually kicks off at what two o'clock in the morning on the release date. Yeah, do it about two in the morning, right? Yeah, I think they count technically. Yeah, like early in the morning slash late at night the day before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it should be available everywhere at this point. I really have loved his uh, his work. Do you think the part of it is you're just trying to deal with? The way the way the world handles you and you handle the world, and some people don't need that, and other people do. Yeah, I think so. And because you get the greatest scary movies have at least one character where you're like, I would survive longer than them because they're a complete idiot. And so it's very easy <laughs> to put yourself a lot of times into those situations. And we all yeah kind of yeah at times do like to be scared as well in you know, a world where maybe you don't have to experience that on a day-to-day level. Yeah, and I think he does that perfectly in Hostel. That's, like, one of my... Oh, movie, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's such an... Un- like, it makes you feel uneasy watching it, but, like, to your point, Tim, it's like, come on, you are in a foreign country, you don't know anybody, let's be a little more reserved about who we're talking to and who we're, like, partying <laughs> with. You never know what's going to happen. And, yeah, it's just... Like, he, his work is incredible. Mm-hmm. No question about it. And I'm not kidding. He looks like he's about 25 years old, for Christ's sake. It's yeah. not fair. Yeah, and you know he, what I mean. He jokes about you know the oh you sacrifice a goat or drink the blood or whatever, and it's like sounds like a plot to one of his horror movies. But yeah, it's his just yeah, his right. skincare routine. Yeah. We'll take a break. Be right back. Matt Carlson will join us. Matt and Chris are both gonna be with us. Matt, do you know? Yeah, it looks like they're both actually waiting, ready to go. All right, sounds good. We'll be right back in a couple minutes. Right after this. Hey, it's a new year. Why not treat yourself to a new gun from KNL Surplus and Ammo? I personally know Jim, the owner, and I'm not making that up. He's a great guy. He's been, first of all, I don't do commercials for people I don't like. So there you go. But Jim, yeah, Jim's a great guy. He's been in the firearms business for over 15 years and knows how to set you up with the perfect firearm for your needs. KNL offers one of the widest selection of firearms in the region, including Beretta shotguns, Antica rifles. Uh, high school trap teams are starting to form now, and KNL has a great selection of SKB shotguns. KNL has Tika and SKB both in right and left hand models. KNL also has a broad range of ammunition, including both American and European calibers. If you have a collection of guns that you'd like to sell, call Jim at KNL so he can help you get the best price through his network. KNL Surplus and Ammo is on Lake Drive in Lana Lakes and open Tuesday through Saturday. You can also visit them online, www.klgunstore.com. Is that text you're sending so important that you miss your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards 
That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows and the original My Slippers, and the MyPillow six pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. Set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast back ladies and gentlemen you guys just missed eli roth you guys you guys like eli eli roth movies the scary movies that he makes who can they hello? not hear me hello oh hi can oh you, you can hear me, me. <laughs> i can hear you just fine no problem matt you can you hear us i can hear you can you hear me yep sounds great i didn't know who you were talking to <laughs> i'm just talking to the world i just i've been a big fan of eli roth for a long time makes scary movies and some people like them some people don't I asked my wife, why don't you like horror movies? And she said, being married to you is enough of one, so I don't need the movies, too. Oh, that's awesome. Which is just the way it goes. Now, I understand in just a few weeks, you're going to have a very special guest in the Key West area. Is that correct? Huh. Who is that going to be? Hey, who could that be going to this Italian restaurant over, uh, you know? Yeah, Matt, Kristen, looking forward to meeting you guys for, in person. For <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be They're so all... fun. I can't wait. No, it's going to be what, unbelievable. Uh, did we set a day yet? Well, I know that uh, my son, I'm working with him on a lot of, you know, redoing a lot of things and this, that, and the other thing. And I think he leaves on the 24th of February. So it'd be the few days after that. Whenever it works for you, either a few days after that or the first uh, couple of days in March or whatever. Whatever will work for you, I'll come on down to South Florida and have a magnificent time. Terrific. That, that works. Oh, good. I'm glad that does work yeah. for you guys. So how's the weather been yep. down there lately? Well, Matt, you went for a run. You take it away. Yeah, I get up almost every other day, and I run from my house to the airport and back, which is a perfect six miles. And oh, when sure. I do, when I do, I try and take a couple nice pictures and post them and send them to Kristen. And today was the best that's running day this year. Yeah, it was. <laughs> as you leave at like five thirty, it's pitch black, so I can get to right by the airport around you know thirty minutes later. The sun starts coming up, and come on back home. Then I then I got back. I spent an hour and a half trying to get the perfect setup in my backyard for like a nice outdoor scene for the show. You'll laugh. Um, it was all set to go. The sun moved. The dog next door started barking, and the other neighbors started doing construction. <laughs> so I moved. So I moved the whole works inside. Yeah. That oh, by the way, did you happen to? Uh, I don't know, Kristen. Can can you see Matt right now, Kristen? Yeah. Yep. 
did he? Do you think he set up that camera just perfectly so you can see? Let's say you're in, oh, northern Minnesota right now, and even though they don't have a lot of snow and all the rest of it, it's still a little chilly. So you're looking at all these green leaves right behind Matt and the sun shining and it looks beautiful. There's a little bit of a breeze. Did you set that up on purpose? No. (laughs) No. Of course course not. I'm like, He he called me about, oh, I don't know, an hour ago. And he said, I'm getting all set up. And I said, I'm out walking the dog. I haven't even showered yet. I'm trying to quick get ready. As you can see, I couldn't curl my hair today. You're fine. It was so hot in the house that I opened up the window to get some fresh air and a bird flew in because we have all these birds over by our pool and they sit on the wire. So I spent 20 minutes trying to get the bird out of the house, freaking out. So that's how my morning's gone. And Matt, just looking, he went for a little run, setting up an hour early and looking all pretty. Oh, he is pretty. Isn't he pretty? Yeah, he's pretty. Oh, just look at him. And he's not arguing. You know, here's what I love about it. No. He, most guys would go, oh, come on. No. He just sits and goes, hey, you're right. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, <laughs> I'm not arguing with you. So what's the latest? Everything going going well? Yeah, it's, uh, do you want me to go, Matt? It's our busy season right now, so it's been extremely busy. And trying to, you know, the hardest part about living in paradise, you know, like I said, Matt sells paradise, I finance paradise. Mm -hmm. And the, the hardest part is trying to juggle when people come in to visit. And then we have, you know, chamber events and trying to do our jobs and stuff too. I mean, it's during our busy season, we're 24 seven, we're hands on, you know, because it's, um, you're just trying to juggle everything. So it's my favorite time. You know, we're busy until about April or May and that's when Minnesota kicks in. So all my Minnesota customers, so I'm busy 12 months of the year. So is Matt. So it's a little different for us down here. Yeah. You know, and I, I want to phrase, do you have something to say, Matt? I didn't want to jump in front of you. Oh, no, I just kind of to go along with what Kristen said, it's kind of perfect for both of us because, you know, I spend most of my time down here during the really busy months and then, you know, much more time, of course, in the summer um, up in Minneapolis. No question about that. I I, and I'm not going to get too too far down the line in this whole situation, but but I did have somebody that has listened to the spots and they said, Tom, is Key West really as great as you guys say it is? I say, yeah, absolutely. There's no question about it. But the one thing he wanted me to ask you guys um, I'll give you an example, because I do a lot of traveling. I move around a lot, whether it's out of Minneapolis or it's out of, you know, South Florida or wherever I happen to be. Um, and I'll, go, I'll just go with South Florida. A lot of places, uh, and I'm not even talking about Palm Beach Island, because you can forget about that. It's, unless you've got 50 million, you ain't getting a house on Palm Beach Island. That's just how it is. But I have seen, and they have seen, prices just skyrocket. Uh, part of that, I suppose, is a lot of people are leaving because of taxation and all the rest of it. It's one of the things about living in Florida. Could you just take a minute or two? There is no state tax in Florida, right? Right. Okay. Now, in Minnesota, they're talking about raising the, the for the higher-end people, the state tax to 15%. Um, I mean, that's a lot of money. So, and I don't think, there are some magnificent mansions in, in Key West and all the rest of it, but well, I'll give you an example. Catherine and I, a couple of years, well, no more than a couple of years ago, it was about 10 years ago, something like that. We're looking at some houses 
in the Florida area, you know, to come down in the winter and spend a little time vacation with the kids and all that. And the houses we looked at 10 years ago were in the, oh, anywhere from 700,000 to like a million two, something like that. Hmm. Even there, those houses are now four or five million dollars, and the ones that were four or five million dollars are closer to 15, 20 million dollars. Uh, that that hasn't hit Key West yet, has it? But it's going to eventually. Uh, what I'm saying is now would be a good time to buy a house in Key West because it's only going to get more expensive, don't you think? I think it will. Um, you know, in the last couple of months, though, we've seen kind of an interesting trend. Um, just I pay a lot of attention to absorption rate or month supply of inventory. Yeah. So, yeah. If, so if you've got like six months supply of inventory, it's pretty balanced between buyers and sellers. Um, but around like it was basically six months between June and October. And then October, it started really going up. And at the end of the year, we were eight months of supply. So like it's kind of tipped the corner to where it's a buyer's market down here again. Really? Yeah, um, See, that's the great. Vol- yeah, it is good. And the volumes kind of stayed, you know, kind of the same right along there. But I think a lot of people are putting their houses on the market to try and get something. And once people come back down to planet Earth, you know, they can actually get a buyer. <laughs> <laughs> here's, a, here's something I found really interesting, though. If you look at the entire 13 county metropolitan area in Twin Cities, it's like 1.7 months of supply. It's completely opposite. It is a strong seller's market up there. So, so, you know, days on market have been up, you know, on the upward trend down here. Um, I think that it's going to become pretty balanced. Um, people with the, you know, the three to $5 million properties, I think that they're going to get more realistic because there's a lot of those coming on the market, not oh, much okay. on the low end, not much under a million. Um, sorry to call that low end, but you know, our well, sweet but it spot is, is like, you know, it is here, you know, our, our sweet spot, you know, on the low end, you, you can buy a condo that's decent for like 600 in Key West, or you can spend $6 million. That's the sweet spot right there. You know, there's, there's something everywhere in between those two. Um, but I think that you're going to see some regression on the upper end. And I think that the yes. lower end is going to maintain very strong. You know, a lot of that happened. And I know we got only got about a minute left here, but a lot of that happened when they tried to claim that Mar-a-Lago was worth $18 million. I don't think you could buy the sidewalk going up to the house for $18 million. <laughs> Somebody's telling me that place is now worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Would you agree with that? I don't know anything about the real estate up there. Well, you see, that is a tough, see that now that shows you're a true professional, Matt, because you go, I don't know enough about the market instead of just going, yeah, I'll answer you. You said, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, but I don't know. I, I suppose growing up as a kid, I remember somebody owned a $30,000 house boy. That was a very, very big deal to have a house for $30,000. That was a huge deal. But it's a different world now. What I'm saying to people is, and I'm not trying to scare them into anything, but, but Key West is a magnificent place. There's a lot of privacy. You've got your own deal. Everybody's happy for you because you're walking down a street with beautiful weather. Uh, but to me... And one of the reasons that, that I'm coming down there, because Catherine and I look in a place to, you know, to get a cabin or whatever, is now to me is the time to buy because it's only going to get more expensive. Wouldn't you agree? Here's the only thing I would say about Monroe County is we have restrictive growth down here. The population okay. today is what it's going to be continuing to be. You can't just buy a piece of land in whatever, a big pine key or something and build a house on it just because right. it would seem like you can. Um, they cannot let the population grow that much. Oh. <laughs> what is that all about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
eight where is eight six six? Is that a sell me something area code? Yeah. I think so. Yep. I'm gonna have to leave that out of the room from now on. That was loud. Anyway, sorry, we what were you saying, man? So we have like a finite number of properties, basically. It's never going to be a, a Miami Beach, and it's nothing against Miami Beach, but we can't build no, no, no. high-rises down here and, right. you know, 400-unit high-rises. What you see is what it's going to be unless, you know, of course, we always worry about a storm. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just a finite amount. It's completely different than, you know, the rest of Florida, in my view. And, again, that's the reason you should live there because it's never going to be overcrowded. It's never going to be a nut there, there are no, There's no bad side to Key West. The whole island is beautiful. Yeah, right? we don't have crime. We don't nope. have, you know, it's just a, you know, like when Matt sent me that picture this morning, you know, we've been down here seven years, and we still take in all the beauty and can't believe we live here. I, I, it's just you wake up and pinch yourself. So, if you want that kind of lifestyle, call Matt, call me, Matt sells, I finance, and we'll get you down here. Sounds good to me. I will see you guys in about three weeks, and you need you should you come back on the show again before I come down in three weeks. But, yeah, if you can make it again next week, a week after, whatever, that would be great, all right? Yeah, Sounds that's great. great. I, I fly to Minnesota next week, so we'll get a abrupt. <laughs> all right i'll see you in a few weeks thanks yeah. a lot all right bye, guys. Sounds good. bye everybody thanks bye. Kristen. Thank thanks matt we'll take a break yep. be right back and you know who's coming up next Kristen burt right after this jim paul of valley buick gmc has a mutiny on his hands his sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new buicks and gmc's then warm them up move them to plow and repark them again he even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan a sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! yeah now we're talking so then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow Sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. You're listening to The Tom Bernard Podcast. And that's why I don't like some political people. Oh, wait a minute. I tried to fool you, but it didn't work. There's no that, that phone that was, I was we were on the air just now and the phone started ringing my phone started ringing apparently it's sagging after calling Catherine about insurance 
Why would they call my my number to talk to Catherine? That sounds like it. a scam. Yeah, does kind of, doesn't it? Yeah, and eight six six is an eight hundred number, isn't it? Isn't it toll yes. free? Yeah. Yep. That's is that's a problem, isn't it? Uh, robocalls are definitely a problem. I don't answer my phone ever. Yeah. I just don't. <laughs> I let it roll right to voicemail. You. It's not, you don't get my number, you don't get my name, you just get that like robot voicemail. I don't blame you, no question about it. But uh, I got to con- continue again. We watched another episode of Griselda. That is one hell of a show, man. Woo! Finally listening to me. Oh, finally, after 85 years, I'm listening to Kristen Bird and what to watch. I've always listened to you. Sometimes you do. Sometimes. What do you mean sometimes? Oh, sometimes it I? takes four months or like six months. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a busy man. I, yeah, I got a lot. I got a you lot of things. You watch TV every single night. You do. Catherine and I do for at least an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. About, yeah about an hour and a half to two hours every night. It's I kinda... try not to watch a single screen after like 3 p.m. Because I'm on it all day with work, so. Yeah, that's true. That makes total mm. sense. In, in our case, it's just a way to really wind down, you know, going to bedtime. So we don't watch, you know, watch like on a slasher films or things like that. I read a watch book. Like, yeah. Because that's, yeah. they're telling yeah. everyone, get away from your screens now and read a book. That's but I'm not nobody's sleeping. <laughs> okay, so if we get to get away from my screens, I wouldn't be on this show right now because you're on the screen. And then tonight, when I'm going to go to bed, I'm going to sit and read a book and not talk to my wife? No. I want to talk to my wife during the show. You talk to your wife during <laughs> You're like my mother, who's like, who do you think the murderer is as they're oh, yeah. saying oh, the yeah. murderer is? And then yeah. you totally missed it and have to go back and rewind. Right. You're like, I, I don't know. I'm watching this for the first time as well. <laughs> <laughs> my mom talks with the whole thing. I'm like, I can't hear the show if you're constantly talking. It's your mother. Who cares? Right. She gets to talk and forget the movie. Don't she even worry talks about nonstop. it. She nonstop. It's fine. Well, is she from from Massachusetts as well? Yeah, she's from Lowell, Mass. Lowell, Mass. Okay, so there yep. you go. I love Massachusetts. No question about it. That's all I have to say. So what's new in your life, sister? Well, I thought of you this morning as I was watching all the Super Bowl commercials that are suddenly released. Oh, which yeah. Which is weird because the Super yeah. Bowl is still a week and a half away. But um, Kate McKinnon has a... That's a Super Bowl commercial. And I was like, oh, let her sing. Let her sing just to get to Tom. But no, she is talking with Mayo Cat for Hellman's Mayonnaise. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'll never forget it. The world's ending because they elected a Republican. It's horrible. Like, what a loser. Well, instead, I watched the whole commercial. I hate mayonnaise, by the way. And I do, too. Can't even stand it. look at it and she yep. takes I, I was like while watching it she takes the <laughs> spoon into the Hellman's jar and the huge heaping teaspoon and puts it in her mouth uh, uh, no can't do it I mean I could put a little on but these people to put like an inch on like ugh. I can't even eat any of it I don't want it it's gross not either uh, I ask half the time, I'm like, is there mayo in this? There better not be mayo. And I have to be like, I have an allergy. And then they're like, oh, Ooh. my gosh, well, this has eggs in it. And I'm like, no, it's just mayo. It's a mayo allergy. <laughs> a mayo allergy. <laughs> Kristen Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, Mbilski at North American Banking Company. Is a big fan of Kristen Bird's. So that's all I have to say. Well, I appreciate them. It's true. Sponsoring the segment every day. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of that action? So, um, 
What am I supposed to watch? What was that again? Well, we were talking about the Super Bowl commercial. So mm-hmm. Kate McKinnon, yes, right. uh, the Beckhams have one for Uber Eats, and then Elf Cosmetics has one with a whole bunch of cameos. But Suits, some of the cast from Suits is in there, and Ronald Gladden, the guy from Jury Duty, who we cannot stop talking about because he is popping up absolutely right. everywhere now. I understand that, no question about it. I, I just, uh, I don't know. I didn't care for jury duty. I'm the one well, person who didn't like it. it made him very rich because right, he went from being a solar contractor to now having a deal with Amazon. Um, the show was nominated for an Emmy, so he showed up at the Emmys. He's got this Super Bowl commercial. I'm like, he is finding a way to stay very relevant. So I'm fascinated to see what his next career steps are. You know, it fascinates me, too. You, you talk about commercials now, and they're all done by big movie stars and all the rest of it. And I remember back in the day, the biggest, the closest thing to a movie star I cut a, a commercial with back at, you know, the beginning of my career was Margaret Travolta, John's sister. <laughs> so you were close. John Travolta adjacent. <laughs> yeah, John Travolta adjacent <laughs> with Margaret. She's a very sweet person, by the way. Very nice. That's so, And now, you know, regular actors, it used to be such a big deal to book a Super Bowl commercial because it was good right. money, it was yep. good exposure, and now you are lucky to be in the backgrounds of a Super Bowl commercial yeah. yep. and working as an extra because it is all celebrities at this point. And those are the, the first three that have been released. I'm sure we're going to see a ton coming. And, and for me, I'm, I'm always surprised what the strategy is. I'd love to hear from someone from advertising on this because I watch the Super Bowls. I like to be surprised, and that element of surprise doesn't exist anymore. But I'm wondering if they try to get as much bang for their buck by releasing it early because people don't watch commercials the way they used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a good point. That is a really good point. And I do remember that happening. Like I said, I, I had a nice... When I was just doing voiceover, it's kind of nice because I woke up every day at about 10 o'clock in the morning and then I just, uh, you know, went to work and I talked into a microphone like I do anyway. And that was a hell of a life. I tell you what, doing voiceover is a great way to live, but... Unless you're a movie star now, you ain't going to do it. And all the good Uh, stuff anyway. All of my friends who work in um, voiceover as a career and for a living, they've all gone. There's a term where you can sort of like be in limbo between the union and non-union called financial core. They've all had to because so much of it has been is non-union work now. It's it's so limited with the union work. So. Well, because oh. they're paying the, the, the announcers so damn much, these movie stars so much money to do their commercials that nobody they can't afford anything else. That's all they nothing can afford. for the regular guy. <laughs> yeah, nothing left for the regular guy. Typical movie star pains in the ass. That's all I have to say. Yeah. And it was kind of Matthew McConaughey was the first movie star that I remember yeah. that yeah, really started kinda. doing a lot of commercials because it was his with Cadillac Lincoln? or Lincoln. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's so funny because at a, there was a time where actors would go overseas to Japan and make, you know, at the time, like a yes. million dollars yep. for a commercial. Now that would be like nothing. They would, wouldn't get out of bed for less than probably 10 million. Yep. Um, but then every once in a while, like as, you know, YouTube became popular, you would start seeing these old Japanese commercials like leaking onto the internet. And it started to be, you know, that's when the industry really started to turn and actors were like, oh, I can do a commercial. It's fine. Or it's like movie stars were like, oh, I can do TV now that streaming is Mm -hmm. cool. So interesting how that has all shifted. But looking at some of the old Harrison Ford commercials, 
I think he did like a, a whiskey commercial or something similar to that. And when you see them, they're, they're really, cause they're, you know, they're culturally, they're just different than American commercials too. Yes, but yeah. seeing Harrison Ford, who at the time would never have thought to do a commercial was doing them a lot overseas. No, I, we used to work with his dad, Chris, all the time. Chris Ford was a great guy to work with. No question about it. It was a whole different world back then. I'll tell you that it was, it was magnificent. Yeah, it's just wild to see that the big shift in the industry and how rapidly it's changing and how rapidly it changed over the past year of even just us talking about it. Mm -hmm. Be like, oh, well, that was like, you know, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, pre-strike, post-strike, and how that shifts for all of us, too. I suppose you got any other tips coming up on shows? Because so far you're batting about a thousand. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched batting one a thousand thing. in 2024. Yep. Um, just for people watching TV tonight, just so they know, Quantum Leap comes back with their mid-season um, start up because they had early part of their season was actually done ahead of the strike. This is the the second half of their season that was done after the strike. So they're back tonight on NBC. Anyone who watches Vanderpump Rules, it is back. The Scandaval on Bravo. I don't have Brit here to uh, <laughs> share yeah. that excitement with because all the rest of you are like, what? But I am going to a Vanderpump Rules party tonight. So be excited for me. <laughs> okay, I got to work. But other than that, don't worry about it. Don't I know, worry exactly. About but, you know, one thing to look for on the horizon, I think we're going to get a lot of celebrity documentaries, ones that I'm kind of fascinated in. Celine Dion's documentary was just announced today. That'll be showing up on Amazon Prime at some point this year, kind of following her journey with stiff person syndrome. Because mm -hmm. yeah. nobody's really known what's been happening behind the scenes. And the really big documentary that came out of Sundance, and this one can't wait to see it it's superman the christopher reeve story oh that'd be good yeah, mm -hmm. i think that's you know it looks like warner brothers is about to purchase it so it will likely turn up on hbo and max at a certain point but um it you know not only does it follow christopher reeve's journey from being superman into his uh journey as a quadriplegic after his horseback riding accident it also dives pretty deep into his friendship with robin williams and for people who didn't know, they were roommates at Juilliard. God, and they oh, wow. both kind of became famous at the same time. Um, and I, Glenn Close is telling a story about, in the, the actual documentary, a quote came out. Like, Christopher Reeve would pick him up. He would, like, fly to wherever Robin Williams was in his plane because he was a pilot. Pick him up, and they would go on an absolute bender on the weekends. Oh. <laughs> <Deliver him> back. <laughs> Boy, I never did I mean, that. Oh my gosh. I mean, I love those stories though, because like you, you know, the, the perspective of drinking and drugs back in the seventies was so yeah. different to yeah. what it is in 2024. Um, so just to hear like the vendors people used to go on is wild. And Christopher Reeve had such a straight laced conservative, um, reputation and robin williams was a wild man so you kind of see the yin and the yang to right. the friendship and are you saying he would like fly in pick robin williams up and then fly out to go have a bender or was it in the city city that they robin would uh, in? like he would take them somewhere like they okay. would go like he let's say robin williams is in new york he'd pick them up in new york and be like let's go to miami for the weekend and they go to miami that is or wherever. crazy <laughs> and horrible fly them back and that would be awful and like hungover but <laughs> um that was their friendship when they were single and really famous <laughs> yeah it's bad enough being hungover in college and finding your way back to your dorm or to the dining center to get some food or something i couldn't imagine now like i'm gonna fly us hungover 
back to New York so I can get back to wherever I am. Oh, that'd be a terrible. But, you know, it's so funny because it makes you think like fame is such a strange thing. And then mm -hmm. your best friend is famous at the same time. And you both have the same access to money and power and women and all of that. So they probably tore up the town. Oh, they probably did. All right, sister, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Krista Burt, ladies and gentlemen, entertainment news brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hell of a show today, fellas, and we will talk to you tomorrow.